Did you know that nearly nine out of 10 home buyers say they'd use a buyer's agent when purchasing a home again? Buyer representation really matters when there's 111 to-dos. Visit Realtor.com slash Buyer Agent Toolkit and spread the word. Buyer agents are essential. Want to learn from the brightest minds in real estate? Then you'll love our Real Trending Special Edition podcasts. Editor-in-Chief of Content Tracy Bell interviews brokerage leaders, top agents and teams, and industry experts on leadership, recruiting, marketing, and more. Subscribe today at realtrendsinc.podbean.com. This is your host, Tracy Belt, Editor-in-Chief of Content for Realtrends. Today, we're speaking with Sean Telford, Chief Appraiser for CoreLogic. Sean has been deeply involved in the valuations market for nearly 30 years and has been at the helm of adapting CoreLogic's valuation solutions to address the needs of the market, including in response to the last and current recession. So welcome, Sean. Thank you. Happy to be here. Yeah, so, I mean, COVID-19 has completely flipped the real estate market on its head. I mean, there were, there's always been worries about um, inventory, but lower home valuations, that's over. Nobody's really worried about that at this point since home prices are all going up. But tell me a little bit about how the pandemic has impacted the appraisal industry specifically. Sure, yeah, happy to address that. You know, I, I'll use two words to describe the two focus areas I think that have had the most impact. One is how inspections are done when needed, and two is volume. So, you know, if we start talking about inspections, as we all know, when this thing popped up, it was a lot of uncertainty. We really didn't know what to make of it, uh, and so things just shut down. And uh, that was a, a problem. But as people realized that we needed to continue on, the first thing was, are workers in real estate essential? And the answer was yes. And then quickly after that, we saw the GSEs and the FHA and VA come out with flexibilities for the appraiser on how to continue doing appraisals, especially with regard to inspecting. So all of a sudden, we have this opportunity now to get back at it. And uh, that covered a lot of scenarios, but not all scenarios. And so appraisers got creative with their inspections over the last few months, you know, working with the occupants, doing things like opening doors, turning on all the lights and uh, all that kind of stuff so they could minimize contact in the home as they went out there. Uh, They wore, you know, personal protective gear, which probably none of them had ever even seen or used before. So they changed how they did that so that they could continue to get things done, and, and they were successful uh, in continuing to keep the process moving. Now, we also saw appraisers get creative with using like FaceTime or other video apps to let them see the inside of the home, use those flexibilities from the GSEs, and still, of course, do their job as an appraiser. So a lot, lot of creativity we saw there. And the second thing that really has impacted them is the volume. The interest rates have been as you know, historically low, and that's just generated tremendous amount of work for appraisers, which is uh, a great thing, and uh, it's been very, very busy. And so we look at some of the statistics Fannie has put out that say appraisers are basically doing double the number of appraisals uh, in a month that they were 10 years ago. So they're busy, technology's helping them get things done. So it's been a very interesting ride over the last few months. That is true, definitely. 
Yeah, and um, I mean, I don't think any industry has not been impacted. Um, and it's interesting how the real estate industry has rebounded as soon as the stay-at-home orders were lifted um, or real estate was deemed essential. So based on CoreLogic's data, where do you see the most change happening in the market? You know, we, we've had uh, – <laughs> those are always interesting questions because there's been so much activity in the last six months. But, you know, our Case-Shiller uh, price index has shown strong increase uh, in prices. In August, I think we had a 5.7 increase, and then I think it just came out this morning, and I saw it was a 6.7 year-over-year increase uh, in, through September. That's, of course, nationally. Yeah. So, you know, we – we believe that the prices are going to continue to increase. I think the prediction was, or the forecast, I should say, was through September of 2021. But we know that uh, there, there's just tremendous demand fueled by these low interest rates. And so we're just, we're continue to see increases. You know, there's a few exceptions, of course, but generally speaking, we're seeing strong uh, growth in price. And you know, I read an article in the uh, Wall Street Journal recently that talked about the other trend that people are talking about is people leaving urban, densely populated urban areas and going to uh, less populated, more suburban areas and, and what that's doing. And the, I, the article I read was specific to luxury homes and it talked about people, you know, buying second homes or vacation homes and moving to those those areas to, you know, give themselves a way to get out of, of the urban uh, areas. So, you know, that's a trend of, you know, who knows how much of that sticks, but we're certainly seeing uh, price pressure, we're seeing lots of activity, and we're seeing some movement of people in the nation. Okay, great. It's, you know, it's interesting how many changes, you know, people wanting more space and more uh, ability to walk around outdoors without being, you know, with, with being able to socially distance while they're doing it. So all of those changes make a lot of sense. And, yeah, it's, it remains to be seen whether they will be um, continued trends or if, um, you know, hopefully this, this passes somewhat and it becomes um, less of an issue, they'll go back to wanting to be in the urban course. So, so yeah. Um, there's a continued push toward virtual transactions um, that will necessitate invention and in innovation for, uh, you know, among real estate professionals. So how does that impact their work with appraisers? Sure. You know, as long as I've been in the industry, which in the introduction you said 30 years, that makes me feel old. I don't feel old. But, <laughs> you know, as long as I've been in this appraisal industry, people have been talking about how, things are going to change, and, and they certainly have. Um, but I think there's still much to be done in the whole ecosystem of lending that will, will have to that come to fruition before we see some real significant changes. And so, But we've definitely seen incremental changes, and we see trends uh, based on what, what's happened with COVID and, and the demand and all these different things coming together. But the good news is from, from the appraiser perspective, appraisers today can support virtual transactions. The appraising of a property isn't necessarily the same thing as inspecting, although we see them happening often together. So you can, as an appraiser, I can form an opinion of value without physically inspecting a home. 
So the, most of the inspections we do today that we see appraisers doing are a matter of policy or regulation. And so that, those things can change. And we've seen some of that uh, start to happen with the appraisal flexibilities. Um, but we, you know, for years, we've had drive-by appraisals, exterior uh, appraisals. We've had uh, desktop appraisals. These, these things are not new. They just haven't been fully utilized. So I do think that we'll see the trend be that those types of services are utilized more by lenders and allowed more by the secondary markets. And we'll start to see that becoming more of the normal. And we've seen the GSEs experimenting with what they call hybrid appraisals um, over the last few years where you might have um, a third party gather data and make observations about the subject property and pass that along to the appraiser who then works from their desk. So there's a lot of, of uh, benefits you can see in that type of, of model, uh, more capacity for appraisers. You know, there's people with concerns about that uh, process, but all in all, I think the trend's going to go that way. And um, appraisers, from my perspective, are well equipped to evolve and innovate as the, the rest of the industry kind of catches up and makes this um, virtual transaction or faster transaction happen. Yeah, and that's interesting because I noticed uh, during the boom, um, there were a lot of drive-by appraisals, and I'm not seeing that as much right now. Um, I'm seeing a lot of you know appraisers who have to come in the home and inspect the home, and, and um, so have you noticed that? Is it, is it because of possibly the the whole um, crash of the market that they went back to in-person appraisals more, or is that just a trend maybe in my area? You know, it's an interesting question, Tracy. The 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 the, GS, the GSEs have their automated underwriting processes, right? That that, mm-hmm. that uh, make decisions about what's the appropriate. Um, uh, appraisal service. And over the years since they launched the UCDP, Uniform Collateral Data Portal, the GSEs have been gathering data. And so they have built models that, that help them choose uh, what's the appropriate level of appraisal service. And so we've seen, we've heard of things like waivers uh, and things of that nature. So, you know, without, that's probably a question that the GSEs could better answer, but in, mm-hmm. in my opinion, we, we haven't seen as many of those drive-bys and uh, desktop services as we have in the past. It seems like we're either seeing a, a full appraisal, as it's called, a 1004 or 70, where the appraiser inspects the property and does the appraisal, or we're seeing a waiver. So, uh, okay. yeah, it's an, I don't know that there's a, anything there that that I'm aware of, but it is an interesting observation. Now let's take a quick break to hear some exciting news from Realtrends and our sponsors. Ready to sell your firm? Over 760 leading firms have entrusted Realtrends with the sale or purchase of their most important asset, their brokerage company. With a deep knowledge of the real estate industry and current market trends, Realtrends President Steve Murray and Vice President Scott Wright can represent firms of all sizes, models, brands, and locations in the United States and Canada. Now, back to our podcast. Let's also talk about how real estate professionals, um, they continue to face increased competition, and that will accelerate the need for 
digital appraisal tools to provide quicker, more accurate valuations of properties. Um, and you know that's always an issue between appraisers and real estate professionals is accurate uh, appraisals, or you know they've you know heard of people coming from outside of the area and making an assessment that isn't actually as accurate as they'd like it to be. So, what is happening in that world? Yeah, that's an interesting challenge. Um, you know, it seems like there's always there can be friction. Uh, in that process, for sure, the mm-hmm. you know the, as I mentioned before, there's there's a lot of activity that's been going on for years and has really kind of fueled and and uh, the the COVID is serving as a catalyst for some of these experiments that are out there as far as uh, services that allow the appraiser to work faster. Desk again, desktops, drive-bys, you know. The, the amount of data available to an appraiser online that's accurate and reliable, is it's just crazy how good that data is compared with 20 years ago when you just didn't have anything. So the, the ubiquitous data is becoming uh, really helpful to this type of valuation process. It's also hard because you get bad data out there, which uh, you know people people trust, and then that creates... Uh, some of the friction, but for sure uh, we're going to continue to see appraisers being asked to use the data that's out there and to use some of these new products and services to to work from their desk to work on the exterior services. So I, I think that's a trend. Uh, I don't I don't you know how fast that moves. It's hard to say. But we certainly think that we'll continue to see that happen. You know, the the regulatory environment is set up to try to uh, prevent bad appraisals or or uh, bad selections of appraisals by lenders. So I, I think in general the lenders do a good job of, you know, following the spirit of the law and choosing the right appraiser for the right scenario. Um, you know, those those. Things don't always work out perfectly, but you know, that's a that's a problem that I think we we don't hear as much about. So uh, I think lenders do a good job of of using the information they have to get appraisers out there. Yeah, and with the low inventory, prices are obviously up because um, you know the demand is there, but the supply is not. So um, I would assume that it makes it even more difficult for an appraiser in accurately assessing a property that could be worth a lot more in a month, basically. Yeah, the, when the market is pushing like that, you know, when the, as you know, appraisers rely on the historical data, and if the market's moving fast, then it's, it's hard to uh, look at something that sold four months ago uh, that may not represent the the trend of the market at the moment, and so appraisers have to account for that in their process. You know, there's there's things that in the big picture that that we could look at as an industry that might help with some of these challenges. You know, for instance, we appraisers are asked to give a point in time estimate that's a single value. You know, one hundred thousand dollars on November the first. Mm. The you could do a range. I mean, the market could, the, the industry could switch to a, a value range. And we all know that, you know, it's, it seems sometimes silly to be very accurate with a single number when we all know there's some variability in things. 
So, you know, there's, there's ways that the industry could shift to a value range, or even if we think uh, outside the United States, there's something that's called a market lending value, which is more of a long-term sustainable value versus a current point in time. So there's ideas out there that where we might be able to um, expand how this market in the U.S. operates and provide new opportunities to, you know, remove some of the friction points we see. Yeah, and that kind of goes right into my next question is, um, you know, how is the appraiser, uh, broker, realtor kind of relationship changing based on new tech and processes for working together? Yeah, I mean, it's always critical that the appraiser and the, the broker, the real estate agent, the realtor, the, everybody, uh, whatever their role is uh, communicating and working together for the good of our mutual, uh, all the folks involved. So uh, I've always found the, the agents to be very good information sources, uh, not only about the subject property, but about the market and the trends and the behavior of buyers and sellers. So it's always critical uh, that that communication uh, channel stay open and active because it just makes the process better the more information that the appraiser has as they uh, go through their process. Uh, you know, as I mentioned before, we will we may start to see third more where a third party might do, be doing an inspection or making observations on the property. So it's important for agents to understand that that's part of the process. The appraiser may not always be at the property, uh, and that's okay. Um, but uh, we'll start to we may start to see trends where that becomes more and more commonplace as we. Uh, begin to rely more on technology and data. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, my final question is, uh, let's talk about opportunity. Where do you see the most opportunity in real estate, uh, real estate brokerage as far as valuations are concerned and their work with appraisers? You know, uh, there's, there's so many uh, different – we kind of hit on a lot of them today, mm-hmm. you know, as yeah. we – as we start to see the industry change with appraisers using different types of processes and technology and, you know, the the lenders uh, having more flexibility in the type of valuations they order and how they underwrite and review those appraisals. So I think we'll continue to see uh, those trends change. Uh, Mm -hmm. I, I think we'll continue to see the process of getting a, appraisal of an independent value on the property uh, be streamlined uh, be you know there's always pressure to be quicker um, but I think we'll continue to see that process speed up and uh, I think we'll continue to see the need for appraisers to work with uh, real estate agents to communicate and get the right information to get the process done I think the appraiser it will continue to be part of the equation for you know indefinitely, but how that equation works and how the appraiser works with the real estate agent and and the borrowers and occupants will certainly change. Yeah, definitely. Well, Sean, thank you so much for joining the Real Trends podcast today. We appreciate your insight into the appraisal world and um, and we appreciate your time. So thank you. Thank you. Happy to to be participating today. <laughs>